Vino and Rich. Vino's brilliant. Said no one ever. Best of the week. Dude, you're the worst. Yeah, you're a smart guy. Yeah! Woo! Vino and Rich. Best of the week. <laughs> So I had a calling and I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I should answer it or just, uh, just move along with my life, but spots, right. Had, when you say that I automatically think religious, I'm going into the, I'm going into the priesthood. Uh, I, I realized that I'm supposed to be doing something that I didn't think I would do. And now I. And my butthole feels very relaxed. It's, it's just, uh, the, 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 the proof is in the pudding. And, uh, this weekend at Emmy soccer game, at Emmy soccer game, it was abundantly clear. It was abundantly clear. I, I didn't think I needed to be involved, but I think I need to be. Emmy y los Dinos? Isn't her soccer team the Dinos? The Dinos? The Dinos. And I think it's... Uh, Emmy y los Dinos. I think it's coaching kids sports. I didn't know if I was going to do it. I thought I might just chill and watch and be the guy watching, but it's like, uh, as I, as I said to you this weekend, Kavino, there's certain things that come natural to some people and some things that are not natural to some people. And when you think back at your childhood of like whose dad was a coach and who was coaching and what coaches you liked and who sucked, the more, the more I observed the nice guy that coaches my daughter's team is just not, I don't know. It's like, uh, there's an ability that people have to connect with children in that world. Right. And not everyone has it. And I know that I do. And I feel like I have to do this. I feel like I, now I've been sort of almost not roped into it, but I feel like I should be doing it. Okay. I should be doing it. I realized that some of the coaches of these kids are like duds. They're nice guys. I'm sure, but they don't know how to connect to kids. That's what they are. It's their their wife told them that they had a coach, so that their weenie uh, kid could play. Yeah, they're not. They don't. Uh, and anyone that has kids knows this because you'll see it when you go to your kid's game. Like the the coach will just have no enthusiasm, no ability to connect to the kids, and you're thinking to yourself, like, how is he? Like, this guy's gonna coach, and then you start helping out, or other parents start helping out, and you realize, like, wow. Uh, it's way easier for me to connect to these kids and this guy to the point where like, yo, I almost have to take over and you don't want to, cause you don't want to overstep, but it's, it's, it's the world of kids sports. And well, tell I, and us I how think, you got uh, the calling. Cause it seems like it's this other guy's team. And now you stuck your big head in here somehow. So give not, us the I story. Mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's not another guy's team. It's, it's, I mean, it's parents have volunteered. If someone else is the coach and you're not right. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? No, but it, I mean, it's not his. T- he's not Buck Showalter, Kavino. I mean, yeah, but he's it's, the it's coach, of, right? It's you a bunch of little kids, yeah. But it's it's simply nothing more than him, like saying, "Yeah, I'll help out." There's no like, this is not Friday Night Lights. This is not a uh, big deal. It's like it's kids sports. And I was talking to our buddy Doug about it, and our buddy Drew about it as well. That some people have no ability to connect. Like you get a bunch of little kids, and you would think, All right, if kid. you're going to decide to coach a bunch of little kids, time to kick the ball now. Let's get into you're gonna drills. know. You're gonna know how to get a little kids pumped up. Imagine some guy being like, "All right, kids," looking like he's hungover or tired. Like, "All right, line up uh, one at a time. Just uh, time kick the ball to the net, and then grab your ball and go to the back of the line." Kids aren't paying attention. You gotta, you gotta be like right. the claw. You gotta bring out the claw. You right? gonna, you so you you uh then it's like, all right, what is he gonna do next? All right, everyone pick a partner. They're not picking partners. They're fucking kids. They don't know how to pick partners. You have to tell them, like, you and you, you and you. All right, pass the ball back and forth. I filled in for him. He had, he had, a, he had to bring his kid to the bathroom. And, oh, okay. And in the five minutes he was gone, I was like, all right, kids, come here. Everyone, come here. What's our team name? The Dinos? 
All right, we're going to roar like dinosaurs. And the kids are all laughing and roaring and jumping. I'm like, oh, let's jump around. I'm like, hey, uh, the kid on the team, I was like, uh, Tyler, he's really fast. Everyone go chase Tyler on the count of three. One, two, three. By the time this guy comes back, he's been Wally pipped, essentially. Wow. After the game, three different parents came up to me and like, yeah, you can you can you help out every week? Because this is like it's 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 uh I, I saw my kid actually having fun for the first time. What did uh and the guy, the the real coach think when he came he back from the He doesn't break. care. He's like, Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for your help, man. Yeah, all good. Like he's he doesn't really seem to I don't think he wants to do it. I think like you said, sometimes people do it because their wife probably tells them, Yeah, coach the kid. But think about all the coaches you had, and you had duds. And you had just dud dads. guys. Yeah. There's just dads or, or they were duds. They were duds. Like, how do you not have the instinct to be like, all right, let's personality be silly trait. with these kids. And, and it reminds me of like, you like tell the host me when you were a kid clues versus, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Bueller. James, Lip- James Lipton. Yeah. No, oh. or like, yeah. The actors theater. Uh, Ben Stein. Ben you know, Stein. It's, it's like, like Ben Stein versus, uh, Jim Carrey in the, with the claw. Right. So, of course, kids are going to love the host of Blue's Clues versus Ben Stein. But then it brings up a bigger question. If you're that type of silly type of guy that's like immature and fun, is it your job to be the kid's coach? Because if it's like the dud nerd of a dad, they may do it because they feel like, oh, I'll be responsible and help out. But they're never truly going to connect with the kid. They're never really going to connect with the kid that way. I think you're making it fun for the kids. I think um, this is your calling. I always see people doing this and thinking to myself, I should be doing this. Um, exactly. I, like I when, you're the, your, the when you're watching your nephew, when presence. you're watching baby James, when you're watching James play T-ball. You got the game ball this weekend. When you're watching him play, mm-hmm. isn't there a party that's like, yeah, like I'm a silly, I'm a silly guy and I like, you, you have fun and you know how to connect with little kids. I've seen you with kids like you're 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 silly. Like you don't think you should be doing it opposed to like some dad that's just doing it because his wife probably told him to. I do. But. At what level is running around like a dinosaur? I, I guess. Look, she's three or four years old. Right. So this is the perfect tactic now. But, you know, you're supposed to be teaching them about the game. So it's a little mix of fun and serious. Not really. Not really. You're not really teaching about the game. You're teaching them how to, I mean, I don't know. Three and and four year old soccer. You're essentially, they're just running around chasing a ball, kicking it until the ref blows a whistle because they, they'll keep playing out of bounds because they don't even know what's out of bounds. It sounds like, it sounds like you did a a great job, right? But, but I I thought I I could just, but this guy seems like he's, he's dud guy who had, who had like a, he was working. Oh, really nice structure. With the structure. Rich came and there was no structure at all. So of course the is, kids are going to have fun with it. What's your soccer experience? Is it, it's not about soccer experience. I, mean, I was talking experience. to my buddy Nick it about this. My buddy Nick be a little bit. My, my buddy Nick could down mm-hmm. here in Texas was like, yo bro. He's like, you're describing the reason why I've been a fucking coach the last five years. He goes, I went there with the intentions of, chilling and sitting and watching the kids. And I realized I'm better. The quick. guy running it had yeah. no clue. Right. He was a dud. And then he goes, Hey, if you want to help me out, you can, I help out one time. And then all of a sudden I'm the fucking guy. Yeah. And I just wonder how, if that's how every dad gets wrapped into I bet. sports, you realize you're better equipped, you know, to be that guy than the actual guy, you know, and, and spot you question Rich's soccer experience, which is fair. But what about this other dude? But what about this other guy? Mr. Dud doesn't even have fucking relating to kid experience. That's what we're just saying. So, I mean, yes, right? that's what part kid, of it. But and like by the way, said, what a turnoff I, I, that is for way, a kid I, uh, that age. I brought in, just to, just to try to one-up him, I'm uh, flying in Hercules Gomez next week, former U.S. World Cup See, uh, player to uh, give him a soccer coach. Yeah, but at that level, at Little League level, and, and you know, whatever league... It, Emmy's in for soccer. They're just yeah. dads, right? I mean, until, and, and they're, has, until, they're t- until the kids are 10 or 12 years old, until the kids are like eight to 10 and they actually need a parent teaching them f- like mechanics and the right way to hold the bat or kick a ball or throw a spiral or do things or, you know, or, or schemes in football until you get to that level. It's almost like if you're the, if you're the silly, cheesy, fun dad, 
you're, you're, you, you might as well do it because you're going to be disappointed watching a dad with no enthusiasm have zero ability to excite these kids. And then that's the the end of Emmy's soccer career because she was and bored that's a, yeah, and frustrated and that's the, the whole and that's time the dealing with like, uh, stepdad like, Gary. Like, I'll be honest, I, I, I was like, is this how it is? Because the first weeks or maybe the first month she was doing it, my thought was, well, I guess that's how it is. Like, you know, I guess all the coaches are sort of like weenies sit like silly and, and not silly, like boring and Rich. like, all right, we're going to kick the ball. Like very Ben Stein like 90% of the population is a bunch of weenies. Yeah. So they I grew up to I was, be weenie uh, dads and that's what I you had, get. we, we were leaving the field about a month, like maybe like a month ago after the first week or so. And I saw some really funny Vato Loco who was like, all right, kids, let's do this. And he's going crazy. And he was like a real funny, like dad. And I saw the kids going wild. And I'm like, all right, so that is expected or wanted. So the next week, I went out there to help him because he's always like, hey, if anyone wants to help me, please do. Because he's trying to wrangle like kid, you know, a bunch of kids. And let me tell you, it's uh, it's not patting myself on the back. It's not patting you on the back. It's talking to all the dads that have coached or played or watched their kids play sports. I could guarantee you, my, my, uh, my proclamation is this. If you coach Little League, basketball, soccer, or football, I'm going to say there's a nine out of 10 chance you didn't start doing it. You ended up doing it because who was doing it wasn't doing it. This shit ain't going to cut it here. What does that mean? In LA. These parents are going to want like fucking, they are going to want Hercules Gomez to coach their kid. Oh, they have lower expectations. Yeah, you realize Texas. you're leaving Texas in a month, right? So there's oh, no so point yeah. in even getting involved or, or attached. So you're going to get all these kids fired up about playing dinosaurs and then you're going to leave them high and dry. Well, the, se- the, se- the season ends next month. So it's actually perfect. Oh, so it works out. Yeah. So it's but, like, uh, but it's, you're going to uh, just fade into the distance. It's, uh, but, I, but I do realize that it's, it's something that, I mean, this, this, Goes. This is about personality types, though. It really is. I mean, you could talk the same conversation about professionals. Yeah, when Buck Showalter was in the clubhouse, everything was uh, tight and boring and and structured. Uh, we need a younger manager to loosen things up, and then they start having fun. They start playing better, right? Everybody yeah, has a and different it's not, sort it's not of, even about playing. It's not even about playing better. If for this stage, it's about the kids like actually looking like they want to be there. And the way this guy was doing it, the kids were just sort of like, mm-hmm. like, like there's one girl in, in particular, Avery, the cutest little girl who was so quiet. Didn't want to, I, I didn't see this girl move, talk or anything. She just seemed upset every time. And I got this girl like giving high fives to her teammates and running around in front. I'm like, I'm like, you just got to pump these kids up. And I think if you have that silly personality, you sort of owe it. You sort of owe it to the kids to participate. I really do. How does the uh, my, uh, original coach feel about being yeah. like, one up publicly? Like, trying to move in on his business. I'm wondering how he feels about you it. You know, you want to know what one of the other parents said to me? They go, oh, I don't even know the parents. other guy's name. He's that. He's like, he didn't even come up and introduce himself. And he's just, oh, like, so now there. you're like going behind his back and talking to the other parents. <laughs> no, the parents <laughs> Jeez, have, the parents have come to me. You're like a, a egotistical prick. The parents have come, the parents have come to me, and I predicted you'd say that spot. I wrote it down in my notes because Cavino said there's no way Spock could ever just give you credit. Um, You're an egotistical way, prick. You feel like you you need to be the star and like take over someone's thunder. It's ridiculous. There's no, but there's no thunder. They, he fucking, didn't even have a fucking ridiculous. If this guy was like, I need. If this guy was like, I need someone else's help, <laughs> and you stepped in, that's one thing. But you're like going behind his back, being like, I'm going to do it better because I'm Rich Davis. There's speculation. No, I'm, uh, Mercer, Mercer, who who says I I don't mean for this to sound rude, but are you doing it for the kids? Or are you doing it because doing you it want to show that he's better than the other dad? For, for what the show? For, well, I don't get the show. I do it because the kid I could see the kids responding. You give, right? You don't give a like, shit like about Mike that. Mike hit us up and said Angela did the same thing for their kids' t-ball team. The coach was a dud and disorganized. She took over, and all the other parents approached her and loved her approach. It's yeah, like a I, job. I, you I could see that. I could see that. You know? It's like a job. It's not a job. You don't, it's like, uh, put 10 kids in a room, right? And arbitrarily be like, all right, Connor, your dad's the coach. Connor's dad could be the fucking 10th out of 10th person that should be the coach. How, but do, you he know just this, how do you know that this guy didn't really like want to coach these kids? 
And maybe I mean, he's I know just you're not just playing maybe asshole. No, 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 asshole contrarian. Maybe spot, he, but like, maybe he really wanted to coach his kid and the other kids, and he's just not as like bubbly as you. But he like really enjoys it, and it's right. a passion of his. Uh, here's the How one do thing. How you not I, know that? Here's the one thing. Yeah, I, 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 I just feel like you think you're better than everyone else at everything, right. and you need I, to step I, in I mean, and fucking steal this guy's thunder. It's ridiculous. It's fucking so egotistical and sociopathic. Is it really? Is it really? You moving in on this is ridiculous. Is it really? And I'm done. Goodbye. Wow. I don't want to get into a fight because I, I no, feel no, it. No, you're no such a fucking no wackadoo no no sociopath not one person, that you need to come in and steal this guy. You're not a parent. You don't get it. Oh, you're, you're not a parent. You're, you're, oh, you're fuck a contrarian. Off. Fuck the fuck purpose. off. Wow. I mean, Spot's clueless on this matter. Fuck the fuck off. Um, he never played sports and he doesn't have kids. I was, Two a, fuck, of the main I was a fucking, fucking child factors. soccer star. I was a child soccer star. Do you know who the coach was? Never played a guy who knew about soccer. Yeah, I did. Pull up the picture. I want the other one. There's one. There's a forgotten photo. I had never scanned it. I have to get it. Oh, really? I saw. I saw a never seen before photo of Spot playing soccer. I thought it was a one year thing. He played multiple years. And like hiding behind the guise of I'm a parent and uh, I don't I'm even awesome. think it's that. I and, think you, yeah. This has nothing to do with that. This is you wanting to please yourself. I th- and I don't no, mean I don't know that that Kavino's, Kavino's on my side on this. You're alone, buddy. You're alone. I don't think one person's going to agree with you. To be honest, I think it's a matter of personality types right and this guy's just not yeah. cut out for it i i, like, I do hear what maybe he wants to still be involved but rich is just better with kids you know yeah, think about like think about when you were a kid kavino remember there was probably like maybe it was different in your hometown but let's say it was like minor league 10 year olds right there'd mm-hmm. be like four or five teams right within my little let's say garden city little league or franklin square little league mm-hmm. of those five there were like one or two good coaches and they'd be the ones that coach like the summer league all-stars. Like some of the other teams, like there were years where you just got stuck with a bad coach. Like I told you they one year I got it. stuck. Yeah. It's the worst. You get the old guy. I got stuck, yeah. Unenthusiastic. I got stuck with a guy. I got stuck with a, the, a preacher that moved to town. Right. Let's get, let's call him Mr. Nimble. Fucking Mr. Nimble comes in. He's like, Hey, Mr. he was Nimble. fucking Ned Flanders. Mr. Nimble sounds like a bit of a creep. Mr. Nimble comes in and he's like, Hey kids, and keep in mind, all the other dads that are coaching are total Long Island like charismatic Guido types. So like, hey, we're playing baseball, oh, like very you know Jersey Long Island, right? Mister Nimble, <laughs> Mister Nimble comes in, and I got picked to be on his team because they oh. they separate the kids based on like you you remember how it was like the, the parents did their own little like secret draft. It's like all right, who are the kids that could pitch? I put one on that team, one on that team, <laughs> one on that team. You know how it was? I got fucking stuck with Mister Nimble, and that whole year was like no enthusiasm. I remember going to games, like everyone just sitting in the dugout, like now I'm like, not saying no you did fun. anything wrong. I'm not saying you did anything wrong, but just yeah. for the sake of story, yeah. the original coach was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Can you watch these guys while I leave? Right. That's kind of how yeah. this all happened. Because, because, because in the previous week, in the previous <laughs> right. week or so, he would ask like, Hey, if anyone wants to help, please come, please help me. I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time. Like wrangling these kids. There's like 10 kids, eight to 10 kids. And he's not very loud. He's sort of like a quiet guy. And like, no one's listening to him. The kids are running in different directions. So he's like, hey, if anyone wants to help, I was, I was like, yeah, Sarah's like, why don't you go help him? I was like, all right, I'll help him. And now Rich is the coach. Who's going to be in the team photo. He actually asked me if I wanted a red coat shirt. And I said, no, nah, I'm good. I didn't want to. I didn't want to take the shirt, but he's in. The, he's in the. He's in the phone. There's a. There's. He's, there's a lot of different feedback. There's a lot of different feedback. But uh, I think it's a good story. Rich is uh, inherited, oh, yeah, no doubt. and I think the point is again personality types. This guy may want to coach, right? But he may fucking. He's not <laughs> no good no for more it. testosterone for Spot. It's affecting him. It's affecting him. There's bad coaches out there. I had two boys in Little League, and we've had some duds. How do you, if you don't have experience in this matter, you know, get rid of spot. Total disrespect. Good job, Rich. Yeah, get rid of, oh, get rid of spot. I love that. That's, I love I'm those just reading people. what it says. I love those fucking people. Disrespect. Why? Because you're better than me and I'm better than you. We're equals. When the aliens <sighs> come and, and when the aliens come and probe <laughs> us, all they're going to see are buttholes. They're not going to see Rich or, or Spot. Mm, anal bum covers. Let's see. Should we get Spot a welfare check? Seems unstable. I don't even know what that means. Shut up, Spot. You get mad at things that have nothing to do with you. Shit. That's from Jen. I, just, I can't sit back and let you like just pretend like you're fucking the greatest guy ever. <laughs> Let's see. I just can't allow that. 
It's surprising. How do people not see surprising. through you? How do people not see through this? I'm with you. I'm with you, Rich. It's surprising how many of my son's other coaches have horrible personalities when it comes to the subject. Yeah, it's it's a it's an observation that you clearly don't know because you I'm never not, really put. Uh, hold on, I'm not by any means. See, once again, you're twisting my point. By you no have means, no experience in this matter. Fuck off. By no means, no, am I you saying, don't. You have zero point zero experience. You're the greatest dad ever. When do you have zero? When do you have experience on anything? By no means am I saying that you would not make a good coach, but the means in which you're doing it is typical, Rich Davis, and I want people to understand that. It's not what, like help, helping it's this not guy like and you, the parents thanking no, me. That's yeah. That's that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You you've never. I'm just trying to. Sports. I'm just trying to make this clear. Rich, you're a very personable guy. You never very played organized che- sports. You never played organized sports, and you don't yes, have I kids did. that play you know sports, what? I, I, so you I, don't know anything. If we're talking about kids playing organized sports, I played organized sports until I was eight, uh, in eighth grade. Okay, so I did play organized sports. So you don't know. Sorry, I never played organized sports in high school where I was the fucking the greatest guy ever and went on to become a, a, an athletic star. Look at you now. You could play fling golf with me. Bro. I played sports, Rich. I played our organized sports. Sorry, it wasn't up to your standards. But I'm not arguing that you, Mr. Cheese Wiener, is a great guy, great with kids. I've seen you with kids. I've seen you with your own kids. You're a great dad. You're a great personable uh, hokey clown. Great. And you'd make a great coach. That's not the argument here. The point is the way in which you're doing it is all about you. And I, and the fact how, that you can't about see me? It's that about helping the, it's about, it's about getting the kids inspired. There's a lot of people saying good job, rich. And then there's a few people saying you're making it about you and less about the kids. How's um, it about me? I'm telling no, I'm just, you the I'm story. The it's a, inspiring, inspiring these little kids is the is the is the best thing. That's the that's why you do it, and that's why it's exciting when when you see the little kids go from like not caring to like being excited. That's the thrill. The thrill is seeing these kids go from like not even caring a little bit, like they're just picking fucking flowers, like like you were saying, Kavino, watching oh, your nephew. Yeah, it's so like, funny. All the kids are like skipping around doing nothing. Yeah, it's really. I think the guys that I'm watching though, look, it's just human nature as as an adult you're gonna watch and you're gonna see how these coaches interact and i think they're doing a great job you know they're really patient so what i'm witnessing is is a good coach you know they seem to be have organized and having fun at the same time and that's what you want and i and i and i until Gabby says i you're had both the, until i had the uh until i had the experience Kavino, which i was trying to explain until i had the experience of seeing a few different coaches from a parental perspective I thought, man, maybe this is it. Maybe you just accept the fact that coaches are boring. And then I told you, I saw some crazy Vato that was like getting these kids all riled up. And I'm like, oh man, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. What was the Vato that's, doing? What's uh, up? Crystal Bray says, it's raining tacos. Was he, was he like, get the tacos, oh, yeah, no, everybody. He, no, he, he, was, uh, he was singing his raining tacos. He had mariachis out there. Yeah. So no, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely very clear. And, Sometimes when you think about it, think back to all the childhood sports you played. Your year to year, it's almost like a school teacher, right? Do you remember the years you had a really cool teacher and the years you had a terrible teacher? Like, I remember third grade sucked because I had, like, the mean teacher. Oh, yeah. It's the worst. Uh, I, I remember, like, I remember fourth grade. Fourth grade, I had Mr. Forte. He was, like, everyone's favorite teacher. So it was a great year. Whoever teaches you or guides you, a coach or a teacher, makes the experience. I think Spine had enough of your uh, Mr. Good Guy routine. He's gone. Oh, permanently? (laughs) Oh, you guys need to fuck. Um, Well, hey, you did the right thing. Now you got to make it about them and not about, you know, Rich looking cool in front of all the other parents. Not saying well, you how did am I that. looking cool in front of the other in front that, of, in that front is of the, the only other speculation. There in their lounge chairs. Right, that's the only you know flip side to the speculation here. I mean, so, I, don't, I don't see why looking cool in front of a couple parents I don't know and I won't know. I don't know how that's inspirational. Because all right, here here's just to give spot side some context, right? And I'm not saying you did this. You did what was asked of you, right? But Raymond Shriver says, "Come on, bro, it's a little about the ego." 
Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. We hope you enjoyed that highlight from our show. Now, if you want to catch our show live every day, video and audio, patreon.com slash Cavino and Rich. Join us on our new adventure. Patreon.com slash Cavino and Rich. Again, there's two tiers, one where you could just listen, one where you could listen and watch what we do, plus some extras behind the velvet rope. Either way, we hope you join and we hope you enjoy it. Appreciate you listening. We're Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. The big announcement is that I'm selling my Texas house. And I met with a realtor yesterday and I got some like great, I, I got some like, I guess you would say encouraging news on the market down here. So I am, uh, I'm selling the Texas house um, pretty immediately. I'm, I'm going to try to unload this bad boy stack. So the house I'm sitting in right now, I'm uh, I'm looking around. I, I went through it yesterday. Does it come with those pillows? Yeah. Because hold on, man. I'm thinking about, you know, that money I told you. Move, I to, the, I, move I, to the side, Rich. Hold yeah. on. Just like dip to yeah, the I'm gonna move to. I have to get a napkin anyway. So here, go. God, look at those pillows. I might fucking have to jump in on this investment. Those are the worst. Like I said, I don't have fuck you money, but I have enough money to maybe um, invest in some of those. I want to make myself bigger for this. Is this a good decision? Like well, I I I, um, don't, I don't feel like this is a good decision. What, um, what made you? I, I what was, made, wow, uh, that's that's some bold talk right here. I, I, I question I question your I question wow. your motivations because I know the I feel like I knew the motivations behind getting the house. Can I say this? Hold on, spot. And I Can feel I like say, they don't I align. Think I with agree your, completely with Rich. I really oh, do. Okay. I uh, wish I, I did. It, I, but I do. I know the motivations behind getting the house. Which is why I question the motivations behind unloading the house. Uh, the motivation behind getting the house was what it could be worth one day because this is a booming part of the town, right. booming city. Investment, um, long-term investment. It's also it's yeah. also your wife's uh, home area. It's in an yeah. area by that river which you love. Um, I just feel like for you and her. This was like a long-term, not only investment, but a long-term kind of um, like home for you guys, like like something that you we would could never, have. we would never, we would never live here. This is not this home is not suitable for like a it family was an investment and, property. No, but I assumed it was like a vacation. Like, hey, yeah, in, in the, twenty the, years we're gonna go to the river in Texas and we're gonna stay in that house. Like, well, it's the, your, the quality like, of this place, the quality of this place is not is not the type of place you would want to live in permanently. It, it is very vacation, summer house, That's beach house type of level. It's not your primary residence. I know that. But 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 right now, the market is so hot and people are buying up things real quick here in Texas. And I think that I think that eventually the market will cool down, right? The market will cool down because rates will eventually go back up. Things will happen. Things will change. And I feel like it's almost a, the, a lot of reason people aren't selling is because when they sell, they have nothing to buy. What are they stuck? Right. What are they stuck with? They're stuck with like, well, I sold my place, but now I got to buy a place, which would be the reason why a lot of people stay where they are. That's why the market is the way it is because people say, Hey, if I sell my place, I'm going to make a ton of money, but then fuck, then I have to go find a place to live and everything's expensive. I have the ability to sell this and not have to worry about buying a new place. And I've owned it for over two years. So short-term gains tax wise, or I don't have to worry about short-term gains anymore. I also feel like it was a unique property because didn't you get it at a good rate because it was like one of Sarah's friends owned it, their family owned it. No, I bought it from a completely different person. I was going to buy, I was going to buy the one across the street, which uh, her friend's family owns. So, can I tell you why I think it's a good idea then? Spot gave you the case as to why he thinks it's a bad idea. I think it's a good idea, A, because I'm your friend and I want to support your decision and not confuse you because you're very like, well, Spot said this. No, hold on. No, I just, I just think I'm thinking more of the, I have reasons, personal reasons over the money. Obviously, like, okay money wise right. it's it's a smart decision because you're making money off yeah. of what you invested that's that's a smart let's use, money decision let's use i'm thinking numbers. i'm thinking from the personal aspect okay personal I, aspect. yeah i don't really uh, we don't we don't have a we don't have the emotional okay. attachment to this place that like you might does, think like, like how does sarah feel about yeah. it like that's that's my curious that's my question. we we sort of uh 
No, I want to know. It was how sort of one of those. I want to know how Sarah. It was feels. sort of. It, it was sort of one of those decisions where her and I were both like, "Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this?" And the minute we both said, "You know what? I think we should." Uh, maybe you think we should sell? And Sarah's like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm thinking maybe we should sell too." And then I'll I'll tell you how it went with the real estate guy. But uh, Camino, give me your thoughts. Oh, and okay. Before you say that, it's official that your mother is not coming. Oh yeah. My, my mother is not coming to Texas. So that's what sort of left us in the scenario of like, all right, so to get it, I'll, I'll get back to my mother thing in a second, but okay. to rent it to my mother would have been a push or I'd be like eating a little money each month. Right. Like, I mean, if you want to throw out numbers, I'll throw out numbers. My mortgage is roughly $1,300 a month, right. For this Texas place. My mother was going to give me like $1,200 a month. So I was going to like eat a hundred bucks just because I knew what she could afford. Right. Cause it's your mom. It's my mom. When I rented this place for a year and a half, they were giving me $1,600. So I was making $300 a month on the place, but I no longer have a tenant. I feel like finding a new tenant in a really old house. This house is fucking old. Like, my old tenant was really easy. Like if some little shit broke, they were like, no big deal. Sarah and I were like, we're risking dealing with a pain in the ass tenant. We have to find the tenant. The whole idea of Airbnb, it's not zoned here. So we'd have to like apply for licenses and everything. So we're like, let's test the market. And that's where we got to where we are. So okay. I'll explain. So here's why he should do it. Yeah. It's yeah. really simple. He bought this for the investment, never to live in. It's an investment. Market's high right now. Real estate is is a great market to invest in. Booming. Right now. Booming. Business is booming. Right? Let's say he, and I'm just saying this to keep it simple. Let's say he bought it for $200,000. Right? Little place in Texas. Yeah. He's already made, he could probably get, let's say, between 260 270 for it. Right? So let's say he makes 70, let's say he makes $80,000 profit equity on this place. That's $80,000 he can now use as a cushion in his life, being that he just put most of his nest egg into his house being all built of, in California. All of my nest egg. Okay. All <laughs> yeah. right. Well, I didn't want to say that. So yeah. if Rich just dumped all this money into his permanent home in California and he lost his cushion, isn't this a great way and a great time to now, especially that his mom's not coming to regain a little bit of a cushion moving forward. You know what's funny? Especially when work is a little shaky right now. The guy has no cushion. That's why he bought this. You know what's funny? It just happened sooner than he expected. My argument, because I feel like I knew this was what, because I saw your Behind the Velvet Rope the other day. Sign up for Behind yeah. the Velvet Rope. You alluded to this. Yes. I feel like I knew this was coming. My argument today was going to be, well, why not just sell your Bitcoin to get a cushion? Ah. Ah. Ooh. Because I feel like Bitcoin is a long-term deal. I think Bitcoin's a safer long-term deal. But so is property. But, but property needs to property needs to be maintained. I, I feel but it's hot right now, but and I, it's a headache. Yeah, it's I, a headache for him. I know. It, 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 there's other factors involved. I I was just thinking from the personal standpoint, which has been taken out of That's it. That's a good point, though. But Spock. I feel I feel like you might be incorrectly incorrectly choosing where you're getting your money back. That's a good point because. For you, you like for some reason want to hold on to your Bitcoin long term rather than. I, I mean, every every advisor I have, like even our buddy Paul in New York, who is a huge crypto guy, I feel like crypto is something you want to see through for a while. I don't think I, I think crypto is one of those like. There's too many projectors of too many people saying like, oh, it's going to be this in so many years. Like, I don't know. It, I, it's it's something I bought low and I want to see it through. I think you got to trust your own gut here, Rich. Honestly, you know. What yeah, Paul if, says, if, like relying on someone else's opinion with that stuff just drives me berserk. It's like, hey, Stephen A. Smith said the Lakers are going to win tonight. That doesn't mean they're going to win tonight. You know, I, I don't know that. And you don't know I mean, that. It's a matter of I mean, what does Rich want to do? That's true. But I mean, like comparing Stephen A. Smith talking about basketball and someone that works for a, a hedge fund in New York City. His guess is just is, as is good completely, as theirs. That's ridiculous I don't comparison. Think so. I think it's just the same. I think it's just the same. Um, but, and that's why it drives me crazy. So I say, Rich Davis, trust your gut. I think you're making a solid decision. I think you stand with your decision. I think sell this fucking place. Your mom's not coming. Make your equity. Get rid of the headache because, you know, that's extra weight on your shoulders that you don't need. And now you have a nice peaceful cushion when you move back to California. 
and one less property to worry about. And then you oh, do something here, else. Here's with another that money. thing. Here's then another and, thing. And use that. Use some of that money to invest in another place with me. Long-term capital gains tax will be jacked in 2022 thanks to Biden. So sell now. Sell now. And you know what? Like I said, stand with your decision. Don't let Spot get in your head. It's an interesting thought, though, for the sake of conversation. It's a matter of, hey, should I sell my property or sell my Bitcoin? Which one has better long-term growth? Which is the better risk? That's a great question. No, it is. If Bitcoin was st- Here's a question. If Bitcoin was still fifty or $60,000 like it was, I don't know, a week or so ago, right. it's a better conversation. But now you're not selling your Bitcoin after it just right. Just did. you know, now's like, the wrong time. Yeah, well, I mean, and property values up. But so. you still, and, and, but you still have been uh, fighting this. Like you've been talking, I feel like for a minute about unloading your Texas house over unloading your your Bitcoin, which has just blown my mind. Outside yeah, of today, I think, I, it may it didn't make sense to me. Right. But all right, if my if my all right if my house, all right. I'll give, I'll give you the exact numbers. I don't care. You guys are my friends and it's not, it's not like a, it's not like some Buxton thing where I'm talking about millions of dollars and sounding like an arrogant asshole. This house we bought for two twenty, right? Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin could double. I, I think Bitcoin could go from thir- What is it now? $38,000. I think Bitcoin could hit a hundred thousand dollars. I don't think my house in the next years from now, is going to be worth half a million dollars. Does that make sense? That. I, you don't know that. I think they're both. I they're, do. I, I, mean, I think they're equally. They're both equally a gamble. I think the, the reason. Estate, the reason why real estate, but real, but the, but maintaining a house spot, maintaining an old fucking hundred year house where there's a lot of possible issues and having to find tenants and do all that shit. That's like a job in itself. Sell the house and buy the dip. Sergio dip. Sell the house and buy the dip. Sell the so, house. Sell it. I, I I met with someone yesterday. How much is the property itself, like the location of the property worth? Because even if the house craps out, let's say you were to knock the house down, rebuild, what would that value be? Yeah, like, I mean, what's it's, the it's, area? It's it. I, I met with a real estate agent yesterday, and I was really encouraged that he wants to list it for like significantly more than I thought. So I was pleased to see that. I was like... I, I said, hey, listen, we bought it for 220. You think we could get like 270 or 280? And he's like, based on the comps in the area and what I think's going on in the market, he's like, let's list for like he he wants to list for like like fifty to a hundred thousand dollars more than that. Yeah. So Let me tell you, I, I, I was like, I, I was like, music to my ears, sell this motherfucker. Yeah, let's yeah. go. I've, I've been looking talking. I've been looking at properties, probably very similar in price point to what you're selling. And yeah, the 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 properties that should be worth two fifty are yeah. worth like four hundred. Yeah, he's he's saying he's like you're gonna find some you're gonna find some California asshole, not me. Um, he's like you're gonna find some California asshole or someone from Dallas or Houston that's like yeah, I just want a summer house near the river. Yeah, whatever it is, fine. Like is he? He's like they're that's why they're going. That's, they're going. So that's why I wonder. Like, are you giving up? Uh, something that you have at a low pro- price point? Are you just giving that up because you want the money? But you're and I want I want and I want my life to get a little easier too. Okay, then that's, I mean, that's, I have like five, I have like I have like you know every little thing. I like I like the Texas house dealing with uh, shit with my mom dealing with like not having a permanent house dealing with our job stuff dealing with everything. I'm like yo, I this is just one more thing where it's like yo, cash out off my plate, but that's profit a- made. That's another thing too. You, I feel like once again, you've been alluding this to us. And I said to you, why not wait until you're here and settled? I feel like you're, you're in, your life is in flux right now. There's a lot going on. I feel like the fact that you're not in your permanent house and settled is making you feel so uneasy Probably. and so out of whack that you, you might be oh, making yeah. a rash emotional decision yeah, the, but also, so also I, I, I said to you, I'm like, wait a month, get back here, be in your permanent forever home, and then see how you feel moving forward. Having a, having yeah. zero nest egg, bro, is the weakest feeling ever. And Rich, uh, but these, are the, these are the choices you made. I mean, it's not like you're, you're still, it's not it like the, the fucking it's the feeling of uh, there's no was taken out blanket. from underneath you. He you wants made, the security blanket. You made choices to not have a nest egg. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is here's a choice to get a nest egg back with a big profit. So that's what Kavino's saying. Like I'm, what I'm saying is 
But you're making it sound I, like I someone stole all your money. You you just put it elsewhere. Are you going to use no, this money to to invest in cryptocurrency? Yes. Are you accepting cryptocurrency? I I'm uh, I'm, I'm accepting uh, I'll accept uh, the buyer to buy the house in Bitcoin or Ethereum. I I, I just think it's a uh, it's the right time. I feel like there's so many times where people want to buy or sell something and it's not the right time. I feel like why not ride this wave? It's like the, the stock market's super hot right now. Eventually rates will go up. Eventually Biden's uh, tax codes are going to fuck everyone. So now might be the time. So this is the official moms on her own announcement. That's from Brad, New York. Uh, Good luck with both, Rich. Yes, Rich's mom is not coming to Texas. We have uh, we have a couple calls. Can we go to them before? Yeah, let's let's I, let's I, go I wanna, to it. I want to get and these by the out way, of the way. Um, I, I think. Uh, Hold on, just to this give everyone. I got to read this stupid feedback. Hold on, I want to take the calls because yeah. the calls disappear quick. Um, and then you can read your dumb feed. I'm sorry. It's all good. Uh, it's it's just the tricky system. I want to make sure for now. Uh, Ricky in Nashville, right? Is that where you live? Yeah. What's Ricky? up, Ricky? Ricky Medina. Yeah, close. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. Okay, uh, 99 times out of 100, I would say keep the property. This is the one time that I agree, Rich. I think you're doing the right move. More uh, importantly, just to eliminate that option of saying, hey, my mom can live here because that's, that's just been a burden the past year or so for you. So I would yeah. say you're doing the right thing, man. Uh, unload it because it's, it's that option lingering over your head. It's just it's, it's an intangible stress that you just, don't need so i think you're doing the right move there it's it's one less monthly stressor and Cavino made a point spot made the counterpoint of like the idea of a nest egg right like i'm not saying a monstrous nest egg but every family likes to have some money in case shit goes wrong or in case they need to get something it's the cushion bro. It's a into, little cushion yeah like i, I don't want to move into my house in la and be like well you know sarah let's let's uh let's wait on new bedroom furniture or like, Oh, let's not complete this. or let's not do this when I could, if I sell this place, okay. you know, it's, and it's why he bought it in the first place and the market's hot right now. Like I said, it just happened sooner than he expected. Yeah. And um, he needs it now. I, I also, uh, like I said, pleasantly surprised by what this guy is like thinking we might get. I mean, it could go, could go completely for less, but like, you know, I thought we were going to, I thought it was going to be in the twos or so. And this guy's, you know, we're talking, we're talking, if all goes well, if I can make, if I can make a significant take home out of this, then it's, then it's just definitely worth it. And it'll give a nice little security blanket. And I could start doing things. Right. That's why I asked, uh, Caleb's on hold. So we'll go to him in a sec. I just yeah. asked about the personal aspect because I feel like if there's no personal connection, ditch the house. Because if it's just money to you and you're not thinking anything long-term, you're not thinking like, hey, this is a vacation spot. Hey, this is a great place for our family uh, years down the road. Hey, it's a place Emmy or Ben can come when they visit their grandparents, uh, whatever. If that's not part of it, I don't think ditch it, it because was. it's just money to you. I don't think it was um, yeah. ever the thought. Because, but yeah, if it's not just money to you and you're really struggling over the decision... You have money elsewhere that you're ignoring. Sell, 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 sell. But if it's just money to you, then get your money and, and put it towards your other forever home. Sarah's biggest concern is that this place is old as hell and it will continue to keep like having issues over the years. Like luckily we've, we've dealt with some issues already, but she's like everything from the foundation to the uh, eventually I'm sure down the line plumbing. She's like, this will give us hassles down the road. So if we want to unload it now when the market's super hot, and someone may even buy it sight unseen or like, yeah, fuck it. I'll take it as is like yeah. now, you know, there are people, Camino, as you know, there are not, Camino, you know, from experience as do I, when I sold a house once in Staten Island, when I was living back East, it's not always a seller's market. There are times where people have a hard time selling a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you don't even I, need to, you don't even need to bury a doll. I had to bury St. Joseph, my friend. Um, just to sell it. Boom. Yeah, like Rich, like I, I told you, I'm looking for houses. I can tell there are people that, because you you know, you look at the price history on Zillow, there are people that are selling houses that have probably been in those houses for their entire lives, if not generations, yeah. uh, because it's the first list price. Like, I don't want Zillow. you 
So you can but, tell I, there I mean, are people that the, are like getting rid of houses that they've never considered getting rid of. Go to Caleb. Okay. Yeah, Caleb. go to Caleb. Sorry, Caleb, what's up? Hey guys, can you hear me? Yes, talk. Yeah, what's up, man? Sorry about that. I've got a I've got a couple of points and I'll try and be brief. Um, but I, I work in mortgage. So what we're seeing right now in you know the banking industry, because of the moratorium on all of the um, people having to pay their rent and pay their mortgages, we've got a, a big set of like homes that are about to go into foreclosure, but we can't move forward on those because there's a moratorium. We can't move into foreclosure. We can't foreclose on these homes. We can't put them into short sale. So what's going to happen at some point, the market is just going to dump and we're going to end up with a flood of homes that run into the market that are going to be, you know, um, at cheap prices that will fly off the market and will completely flip everything over. So now is the perfect time. If you have no attachment to that home, like Spot said, sell it because that's what the market's giving us right now. We are getting an influx in Texas of people from California that are buying homes sight unseen and paying 20%, 30% more than the, than the home will appraise for, and they're paying for them in cash. So that's what we're seeing in the market right now, and now is the perfect time to do that to turn that money around. Market's hot. There it is. I mean, that's, that's, that's the goal. Thanks, that's Caleb. the goal. And, uh, by the way, you. if, are you, if someone writes a letter, are you going to pay attention to the letter more than, than the, uh, no, than the person who doesn't no. cash money. I don't think so. Cash no, money. Cash, cash money. money. Cash, cash money. money. I, I, uh, I'm, I, I, I fantasize about, uh, it, it, listen, it's much like everything else you fantasize about like, Ooh, what are we going to get? And you, you, you hope to get maybe the asking and then, then you start thinking like, what a, then you start thinking, what if it's a bidding war and someone like wants your place? Like you, you start thinking all the possible cool outcomes. I feel like Caleb had more to say because he's calling back. Well, thank you guys. Uh, a lot of people agreeing with you, Rich. Let's see. Hold on. This is interesting. 319. Crypto like you made versus point. home. Crypto versus home as a long-term investment. And you pick Bitcoin, you're a buffoon. But that's just one man's opinion. So trust your own. Uh, that that's a that's that's honestly just. There's no. They're both equal. There's no gambles. real answer to that. No. Uh, at the current moment, it'd be foolish for him to sell because Bitcoin's low, and the market for real estate's high. So it makes sense, perfect sense for him to sell yeah. the house right now. Uh, so and plus he's at that crossroad. It's not like he's just deciding to out of, out of the blue. His mom's not coming. And he has to find a tenant. No one's there. So the decision, yeah, or the, it's the, just like, uh, the question was forced upon him. Well, what do I do? And, and Sarah and I were saying like, you know, instead of starting our life in our new house, like wondering like, ah, oh, how are we going to budget this or do this? Like wanting to just be easier for if somehow we sold this house and we're able to just be fine, you know, in California without having to worry about like waiting on things. So big life decision and a good one. These are great problems, great yeah. problems to have. Do I sell my Bitcoin or my house? You know, uh, my, I'm sorry, my extra house. So that's fantastic, dude. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. I saw Tom Jeez. Segura talking about this and he goes on this rant and he goes, to this guy filling in who I don't know, some, some brother dude. I don't know the guy, but if you want to find him a spot and give him the credit, please do. He goes, at what point, how close do you need to be? How in the circle must someone be? How closely related must you be? How much of a, of, of a bro must you be for someone to cross the line and FaceTime you out of the blue? I saw that clip. I yeah, saw you that saw clip. it, right? There were, there were two great Tom Segura yeah. clips. One was him and his friend talking about FaceTime, and the other one was Tom Segura calling everyone idiots because he announced a world tour, and he only announced one leg of it, and he's like, you morons. A tour has multiple legs, and he just goes on a whole rant about how yeah. dumb oh, everyone is. Uh, Brian Simpson is the name of the comedian. Brian Simpson. Okay, so Brian Simpson was filling uh, in for Bert. Tom and Brian were going back and forth, and it was really funny stuff. So it did spur the thought 
that we bring up here often. You know, Rich is one of those, I don't want to say intrusive guys, but respectfully, he's the guy that is quick to make the old school phone call. And some people respect that. And in a lot of ways, I do respect that. But it is annoying, right? It's like you're in a text conversation and the phone rings. Like, <sighs> Have you ever seen? There's a very famous meme of some brother man sitting there and he's on a text. And then someone. Oh, and then he slides. He like, slides oh, in and shit. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh, why is he calling? You know, like, oh, you just I see broke, that. You broke I've the seen code. That. You know, we were having a nice text conversation. Now you decided to call. But at what stage of the relationship is it okay to make that? In my opinion, super intrusive and unnecessary FaceTime. I allow. I don't think you. Uh, my brother, and that's really I, I don't about think you it. Do it. I don't think you FaceTime really? your buds. Okay, good. I'm surprised to hear that. I don't think uh, I think you FaceTime your buds that have kids. Kids is the, I'll, I'll give you that. It's a great point. I don't, kids I don't think you FaceTime. Different game I, 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 think, I think that's your answer. I think there's one tangible, and it's okay. do you have kids? Because if you have a buddy or a female friend that has little kids and you've been friends a long time, you might even set up a FaceTime like, hey, let's FaceTime. I'll see the kids. You see my kids. Like we'll do a little, how do you do? But if you don't have kids, it is very odd to FaceTime someone yes. unless it's a group FaceTime. And it's like catching up with like your old buddies that you would go, I don't know, hunting with or fishing with buddies. or golfing with it. Who are you calling up? Like, Ebenezer, George and Stanley. My no, old buddies. Like you're, Who are you calling up? Uh, Mr. F- Mr. F- Mr. Nimble. Your old coach. If it's uh, my old coach, Mr. Nimble. Hey, Mr. If Nimble. You, uh, Camino, if there's four guys that you used to, I don't know, go bowling with. Yeah. Or your Yankee crew. It wouldn't be weird to FaceTime the group if, let's say, the Yankees are in a playoff game. <sighs> in, a, in a moment of excitedness. Is that a word? Excitabilities. Oh, that, no. You know what? That's a time. Not a word at all. All right. Perfect. No. That's an exact time that's okay. Like, if, yeah, if, I just if heard a, It's a boy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. The no, one. Here, here's yeah. one. Yeah. Here's one for sure. Yeah. All right. Get, who, who's the team that never wins? The Cubs, right? right? The Cubs fucking won the World Series five years ago. If your buddy's a Cubs fan and you're a Cubs fan, you're FaceTiming like, bro, can you believe they did it? Like, you're, okay. you're doing it. So is it safe to say then, I don't believe Segura and Brian elaborated to this length. I don't. I don't know. I only saw the clip. They may have. But I figured we could jump on it and have more fun with it and give proper credit and say props and love. Mm -hmm. You have to say then, the only people you're FaceTiming with true comfortabilities, comfortabilities, are your close... Not not a word. (laughs) Your close family and friends. And when I say your friends, I mean like your old school, like I know everything about this dude friend. You can't make a new friend. Like, oh, that's just John, the dad at the school. Yeah, our, our kids are friends. Like you can't make a new friend, I don't think, and begin that FaceTime relationship. I think the only no. person that you and I FaceTimed recently, and it was by accident, was Rocket Dog, who listens to our show. <laughs> and we rolled with it. And we did the whole, hey, man, what'd you call me for? You know? Well, no, I mean, let's be honest. That's why That's why I love that prank. It's funny. Even though, even though they're, uh, even though it's, they're overdone now, but when funny, athletes though. do it, when celebrities do it, when people do it, yeah. the, the whole prank, if you don't know what I'm talking about, is you FaceTime someone, and then when they pick up, they're, make them think they called you, and you'll be like, yeah, bro, I, I can't talk. Can, can I hear you back? I can't talk now. And they're like, didn't I call you? They're like, what? They're confused by the whole thing. Yeah, I love that. So Tom Brady did a good one. Uh, it's fine. I don't know if you can find the. Is it Tom Brady or is it Gronk? No, it's, Might it be it's Gronk. Tom Segura. Gronk, a lot of people confuse the two. Yeah, yeah. I think Gronk did it where he called. And Tom Brady was one of the people who called. And he's like, yeah. I ain't falling for your shit. Like, there, there's. <laughs> yeah, I'm really surprised you don't agree with me. I mean, that you do agree with me. I'm so used well, to you I, not I, agreeing I with me. Uh, I FaceTime. There's a guy that FaceTimes me a lot, but he's a lifelong friend. What's but, up, guys? Courtney Cox here in the PN. Well, I think I, that's I fair. Attribute it, I attribute it, Kavino, to the fact that he's a, uh, maybe he's a little more old school, but also because he's a cop. And I think there's a lot of times where he's like on break or driving around or like in between shifts. Like, I feel like our buddy Matt 
is a FaceTime type of guy because he's on his own in like his cop car a lot, if that makes sense. That's okay. Look, like I said, I, I think that's fair, but I don't roll any way with that in any of my relationships. High school friends, college friends, again, because that's the older school sort of mentality, I guess. I don't have any friends at all where my instinct is to let's jump on the FaceTime. I don't think I've ever been on FaceTime with not one of my high school friends, not one of my college friends, maybe my work buddies and like through work, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it dep- I really think kids are an intangible, right? Because it's like if, you're, if your buddies live in the dad life or the mom life or, you know, they got little rugrats running around and part of catching up with them is asking about their kids or seeing what their kids are up to. Like, yeah, how's life? And you know that's such a big part of it. Like our buddy Nico. I'll talk to Nico once in a while. He'll call me. I, I'll, I'll help, you know, once in a while I'll help him with like a radio bit or something. Remember when you would call your old... Maybe you would call your old school buddies and be like, yo, say this on the radio for me. Yeah. I do. I do that for Nico once in a while. And, you know, we'll catch up about life and stuff. But once in a blue moon, I'll FaceTime him or he'll FaceTime me like, yo, I'm about, you know, I'm sitting by the pool with uh, Dana, his wife and Justin. Yo, you good? Where's, is Emmy around? Justin, come here. Say hi to Emmy. Like, I don't know. Shit like that. Or I can't, like my, can't hate on that. I can't. I like, I don't know. Like my high school friends will say, uh, Hey, we're doing a Zoom, everyone. Uh, you know, I, I agree. I can never make a new friend. If like if my buddy Zach, who I met as an adult in LA from softball, if Zach FaceTime me, I'd be like, yo, bro, did you mean to FaceTime me? Right. Okay, so just moving forward, I, uh, we're all in agreement. There's really no need to further investigate. If you meet anybody, if you've met anyone in the past five years and moving forward, I don't think you should be at a FaceTime I, uh, relationship. Unless kids are involved or I something. I FaceTime with Handsome Gabe. We sit and have a drink. Wow. That's, that's, I mean, Did, you I know what that I means? I don't, I don't think... You're, that means your friendship is next level. I don't think that's peculiar, Spot. Yeah. I, don't yeah. that's, I, don't, I don't think that's peculiar. We sit, only we because, chill, like, we have a drink, have a, we talk. That's, that's we used, to, we guys, used to hang out when we were back right, east. Right, right. And we don't but see if each you guys other. Have a, if you guys have that bond where you want to like have like... Like there's some people when you're having like a deep conversation with them, like seeing their face could yeah. make it awkward or more personal. So I don't think it's crazy, but I will say... I'm going to give you a little Bill Maher, Kavino and Rich new rule. The same way you got to a point in your life where you no longer memorize people's numbers. If you don't know the person's number by heart, you can't FaceTime them because if you know their number by heart, that means you've known them a long ass time. Yeah. So if you don't know the person's number by heart, no FaceTime. If I can memorize your number. Yeah. I'll, I'll FaceTime you. Okay. I like that. And kids, that's always the exception. Spot and Gabe, I would normally pounce on you, but Gabe's Gabe's such a cool guy that I don't blame you that much, but that's a rarity. That really shows you how much your relationship progressed. It's a relationship indicator in in your friendship, in your bro dad. If you're like comfortable enough to be like, it's either that or my siblings. Like, do you it. think Rocket Dog and JC from Kentucky FaceTime? Oh, absolutely. Then that shows oh, where their bromance has really gone. Yeah, with their with their dicks in their hands, yeah. those two fucking <laughs> maniacs. You think Dave, Abby, um, and Doug FaceTime? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you know what I do? Some of the you buds that f- listen to the show. A lot of times I FaceTime Kavino when, you know, your your daughter's a little older, so she doesn't like you know she's not going to ask for the same things as a little fucking kid. But there are times where Emmy will be asking about someone an adult she knows like like how's uncle spot or aunt Lori or like you know grandma or something like th- th- those are the times where like i'll facetime that person because if your kid's asking about that person what better opportunity than to be like hey you know emmy's asking about you Lori, and i call my i facetime my sister something yeah. like that seems well family obvious and i use the echo show for that i just i haven't used it in a minute though but you know, the pandemic definitely changed the game for sure, which is why we sort of readdressed this question because, you know, Zoom changed our lives. You know, FaceTime became a thing we had meetings on. So is it more normal? I'm still saying no. And if Rich agrees with me, then it has to be yeah, fact. I, I think it's it's the, invasive unless it's like someone you're tight with. If, listen, if you're super close with that person. My brother calls me taking a shit on FaceTime. And I'm like, What's yo, your brother. Bro? I mean, is there anyone? Is there anyone closer to you than that dope Tudbester Tommy? 
He used yeah, to do I mean, it with the bird on his shoulder. Rich, How can yeah. he show you? Rich tries to FaceTime me and I'm usually not wearing a shirt and it's yeah. awkward because he's with like Emmy. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like, so dude, like it's like all you, see, hey! yeah, all you see is like, you know, upper chest. And I'm like, what's up, bro? Oh, I'm like pointing God. the phone towards the ceiling. He's like, point it down. Well, new rules were implemented here on the show, courtesy of Bill Maher and Rich Davis. If you know that guy's number by heart, because he's so old school, you know, his like yeah. childhood phone number. If you, if you picked cell. up, if you picked up your phone on the wall in your mom's house right. with the long cord and <laughs> dialed up that buddy, you could FaceTime him. Family's good. Kids are the exception. You know what I think? And I actually, based on Spot Story, if you've made that one bond and it's that much of a you guys just don't have a deep a, connection with yeah, anyone. Yeah, a deep connection the way Spot and Gabe have that thing. The way uh, you know, the way like I said, Doug and Dave who listen to our show have that thing. Yeah, it, the way uh, when when Will Ferrell met John C. Riley for the first time, like that sort of thing, gonna be best friends. Yeah, then I guess that really shows you how cool you are. I, I say, think. Uh, go ahead, Rich. There's one more exception to this rule, and uh, I would I would I would venture to say that we have all gotten one of these, maybe from the same people. Not tickle Santa Claus. You have been a recipient of a FaceTime. That's like word association. You have been a, you have been the uh, recipient of a drunk FaceTime when your buddy's out and about. He's like, "Yo, bro, look where I am," or something like that's I've that's been, okay too. I've been drunk FaceTimed by listeners. You know, if I was drunk FaceTiming somebody, I would be happy to receive the drunk FaceTime. I think that's funny. I'm not going to knock like, that. Like our buddy, I our buddy you, Paul. I've never been I, that, I, I, that belligerent to be like, yo, oh, bro. Yeah. I'm good. Look at Paul never. constantly I'm, does I'm, that. I'm, really? good for, uh, I'm, I'm good for at least one or two drunk FaceTimes from our good buddy Paul in New York when he's in the Hamptons or yeah, Montauk or something. Like, yo, bro, I'm, I'm drunk. Yo, with the guys. Yo, say what's up to Rich. Yo, we, so we talk to these girls and yo, hey. Like, okay. All right. You made, I'm glad you, you extended the conversation because total exception. I think that's fun. You're sitting there chilling on the couch. Your buddy calls you and he's fucking uh, hang gliding hammered. or something. He's hammered and hang gliding. Bro. <laughs> Wind's blowing his face. <laughs> bro. You, bro. Clouds are behind him. How do you like, get a hang glider? Well, if, your, if your buddy's jet skiing, he can, yeah. he can FaceTime you. Yeah, bro. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's funny. That's really funny. I'm like, yo, man, what are you doing? Bro, I'm in Ibiza, bro. Tulum. Bitches are hot. Yo, that's funny. Tulum. If he's in a, what's, that, what's that place you want to swim in Tulum? Cenote. Uh, 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 he's back. Cenote. Yo, if I'm in a Cenote and I have my phone in a waterproof, uh, waterproof case, can I FaceTime you? Yes, yes, yes. But otherwise... You know, a new friend FaceTiming you, a, a new acquaintance FaceTiming you. I'm sure this is all generational, but I'm talking at this stage of the game in our stage of life. That would be odd and intrusive. I think we should uh, we should set up a Patreon tier where people sign up and Cavino has to FaceTime them because it's so awkward to him. Oh, so oh, that, but no, how exclu- by the spot, how exclusive would that be? The, the ability to personally annoy Kavino with a FaceTime? I'm going to say oh, like 100 bucks a value. month. Value. <laughs> $100 bucks a month. You get a personal 10 minutes. 100 bucks a month. Minute, a weekly FaceTime with Cove. 10-minute FaceTime oh. minimum with Kavino. <laughs> I don't know. Can I, can I reenact it, Spot? Right here we go. Yeah. Yo, what's up, bro? Hey, bro. Yo, bro. Officially pit myself every Yo, day. Yo, bro, you good? All right, good. Every day. <laughs> so, hey, maybe that's the next tier on our show, but I figured with all the changes that we've experienced in the past year and a half, <laughs> why not readdress this conversation? Hey, listen, For younger I, generations, I, uh, I imagine it's much, much different. I don't want to get uh, I don't want to get greedy, but it is our business model, Patreon. What if we did a tier where it was like, hey, have Kavino Rich and Spot join you and your friends for a, a Zoom session or something like that? <laughs> you know what, man? Like, it all sounds good in theory, but I'm so... You may think I'm an egotistical maniac, but I, I, I don't feel... Like, I feel... Like, who would want that? Who would want that? That's, people, people, people want, would want people that. Want, people, Granted, want ex- hey, that's people, nice. want exclusive, people want exclusive special things. I that's why it. EFTs and all this weird like, shit's the, the wave of the future. I don't people feel want digital important. personal experience. It's, it's like, like a the, poll. It's like the girl who, uh, you know, posts a random picture of her and, and knows that thousands of people are going to like this. It's like, I don't have that sort of, I don't even think it's confidence. It's like false confidence to think that I, anyone would care enough. How do your low Sloanly fans feel about that? 
Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Man. I mean, listen, Kavino, I'm, I'm not saying, listen, that's why I feel weird about it too. But the whole idea of, um, everything from social media to OnlyFans to Twitch to Patreon to everything, people are now cutting the cord on big stuff and paying for the specific things they want, right? And it's crazy to think that, I, like, I'll give you the analogy. It sounds like you need an ego for it, but there was a girl that came to our studio once, I remember. She was just some random model. And I remember her signing a headshot of herself oh, and giving her. it to Cavino. And Cavino's like, what the fuck do I want with this? It was, I think like, it was Anche Utgard, right? It was some like, mo- wasn't it the same girl who like uh, was a, a, at the Playboy Mansion and talked about hanging out with, what's all his I name? Know is that I remember all I know is that. Uh, that girl. All I know is that it's, uh, I, I get it, but there's something that always made my stomach hurt a little bit when like some hot girl would like sign a calendar or a picture of herself. Right. Without Even you me, asking. Like who you assume was if, an if, egomaniac. I don't if, think if, I am cool enough for anyone listen, to really want that other than to like but people, joke about it. But people do. I mean, my thought is if it's a calendar signing or a book signing or some type of signing and people show up, that's one thing. But to be like, oh, Here's a picture of me. I'll sign it without you asking. Barf. Like, yeah, barf. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. We hope you enjoyed that highlight from our show. Now, if you want to catch our show live every day, video and audio, patreon.com slash Cavino and Rich. Join us on our new adventure. Patreon.com slash Cavino and Rich. Again, there's two tiers, one where you could just listen One, where you can listen and watch what we do, plus some extras behind the velvet rope. Either way, we hope you join, and we hope you enjoy it. Appreciate you listening. We're Cavino and Rich. Tell your friends. Cavino and Rich, best of the week.